Ladies, ladies, you don't have to wait for someone else to show enthusiasm for you. You can do that for yourself. We can do that together. Welcome to the Cup of Glow podcast. I'm your host, Gloria Darling, your sassy 60s milestone diva, and I have the t-shirt to prove it. The Cup of Glow podcast seeks to entertain, inform, and inspire you through serial stories and discussions prompting you, the milestone diva in our midst, to own your power. During our current series, She Has a Story to Tell, you'll hear from several milestone divas as they share their powerful stories with us. Success is in their past. Each day is a new opportunity for these ladies to chart the course of their future adventures. Today we're speaking with a true artisan, Star Payne, who does magical things with the creations she makes. Star was born in California and has lived in Wisconsin, Missouri, Louisiana, and Illinois before moving to Tallahassee, Florida in 1999. After receiving a Bachelor's in Arts from the University of Wisconsin-Oshkosh in 1977, she worked as an exhibit artist at the Milwaukee Public Museum from 1979 to 1982. At a crossroads in her life, she decided to realize a childhood ambition and join the United States Navy, where she was stationed in New Orleans, Louisiana, and Great Lakes, Illinois. At the end of her enlistment, she went to work for the federal government in contracting and support services, retiring after 35 years in 2017. Though most of her working career had not been in the arts, she's always worked at some kind of art or craft. She started beading in 1995 and after moving to Tallahassee, became involved in the Florida Society of Goldsmiths, learning and developing her jewelry-making skills in metal. She currently works predominantly in silver, copper, and bronze metal clay, and teaches classes at the Lafayette Park Arts and Crafts Center and at the local chapter of the Florida Society of Goldsmiths. Starr has also exhibited her work in Milwaukee and Door County, Wisconsin, the Lemoyne Art Foundation in Tallahassee, Florida, the Moran Art Center in St. Petersburg, Florida. Interested in all forms of craft, she has taken classes and workshops in Zentangle, sketching, polymer clay, along with enameling and glass fusing. Welcome to the podcast, Star. You are the absolute milestone diva. Before anything else, I must thank you for your service. It takes a strong woman to make the decision to enlist in the United States military. Tell us about your most positive or fun times in the Navy. Um, I think the most positive and fun times I had in the Navy, well, they were all fun over time, but I lived two years in New Orleans where I was stationed. And we were stationed right at the end of Dauphine Street on the Mississippi River, 
We lived, the base was on one side of the river and where I was working was on the other side. So we'd go travel back and forth either across the river or through bridge traffic. Because in New Orleans at the time, there was only one bridge that spanned the Mississippi. So traffic would stop to let some go through and others. And it was, it was just fun time in the car going to and from work every day. And also, of course, we were down, oh, we were down in the French Quarter all the time having hurricanes at Pat O'Brien's. You know, we were young. <laughs> Went to a couple games in the Superdome and all sorts of things like that. But midway through that, I transferred up to Great Lakes, Illinois. Um, at the time, I was pregnant. My husband was up in Wisconsin. And so we were able to get a transfer to Great Lakes. And I worked at the Recruit Training Command there, where I was bringing people in and processing all the new recruits and sending them off to their different schools at the time. After four years in the Navy, decided it was time to move on. And my husband's like, I want you out of that canoe club. <laughs> the canoe club? Yeah, well, he's a Marine. What do you expect? You know, <laughs> Those Marines. Yeah. So that at that time, I got out. We moved back to Milwaukee, and that's where I started working for the federal government. Worked for the Army, actually sending people off to basic training for a number of years, and worked for the Navy, and on and on. And about, so that was, you know, it was the military time was a lot of fun. I probably, if I didn't have the family and things like that, I probably would have stayed and gone on and done war time. I don't regret it. I think everybody should do it. You meet so many different people, people that you've not met before, not from the same part of the country you're from, and just so many different personalities, and you learn from them. And so, you know, I, I recommended it for my kids, but they chose not to do it. <laughs> well, you had an interesting experience, to say the least. Yeah. I always pictured someone in the military dodging bullets and what you see on TV and running through the desert with 50-pound packs on their back and everything. And you had a pretty normal job. Oh, yeah. Assigning people places. Yeah. Did it's... anyone try ever try to bribe you to get a better assignment? No, but I did have a call from somebody who said, my brother is just graduating from boot camp. And he needs to go to a ship that's underway for a very long time. <laughs> oh, no. Were you able to accommodate yes, that request? Yes, I was. <laughs> All right. But, Tell me, Star, what are you most proud of in your life after age 50? Well, after 50, um, I've always thought my life has been in acts, like in a, in a, uh, an, a play. Where up to a certain age, like after the time I stopped working at the museum and went into the military, that's one act. From the military time till actually I left Milwaukee and moved to Tallahassee is one time. And then from T Tallahassee till retirement was another time. And now I'm in the fourth act, the last act. But after 50, well actually when I was turned 50, I marched myself down and I decided to take belly dancing lessons. This is something I'd flirted with off and on through my life and never got enough nerve to do it because I'm not a thin person. I didn't, you know, I don't think I could compete with the young girls that were doing that, like what you saw on TV. And I met, but I decided to do it. And I met a whole new group of women 
that were just wonderful. I mean, we we weren't all young and skinny and 20 years old. We we did a lot of things together. We actually, I still, two of my best friends are people I met in that first belly dance class. And it, it was, we, we would travel around and go to different shows and different workshops in the belly bus, <laughs> which full was a van that somebody would drive. And <laughs> Full disclosure, that's where I met Star. Yep. And she is one of my best friends. And yeah, the belly bus was definitely exciting. Oh, yeah. Especially if we were in costume while we were driving down right. the road, waiting <laughs> to get pulled over by a police officer. Oh. That was always interesting. <laughs> that was interesting. <laughs> Do you know you were speeding? No, really? We were too busy talking. <laughs> yes, and wearing these really interesting costumes. Yeah, really. Yes. <laughs> or going to restaurants afterwards where we're still in costume and makeup and just, you know, some of the looks you'd get. And it was oh. just, it was, I think the costume was probably part of the fun of it. <laughs> but that was one of the most confidence-building times oh, definitely. in my life. Just to get on stage being a big girl. I'm a big girl. And to be a big girl and get on stage and try to present a dance to somebody, it was just it was just a lot to take in. Just doing it, oh. learning to dance, trying to perform it well, keep a smile, and say, hey, I'm the big girl in, in the block, and I am proud of it. Definitely. And, and I'll tell you, I may, I'm not dancing anymore, but... That confidence that I learned at that time frame has carried on and is still carrying on into the, th the other things I do. And, you know, I don't regret that a bit at all. And it's like one of those bucket list times. Okay, I did that now. And But my problem with my bucket list is I keep adding things to it. And I'll probably keep adding things throughout my life. I, I consider... I always thought of myself as, I'm going to be the Renaissance woman. I'm going to do it all. I'm going to dance. I'm going to sing. I'm going to make, create, make, you know, I make my jewelry, things like that. I'm going to read, do literature, though I can't write really. <laughs> not a very good writer. No, but you're a good reader. A technical writer, but not a creative writer. <laughs> but, and always, there's always something more in, I feel like a squirrel at times, like, oh, oh, shiny. Oh, I want to do that now. Oh, 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 I want to do that now. And and even though I have a lot of time, it's still not enough time to do it all. And But I'll keep trying. But you're having fun. <laughs> I'm having a important. great time. I, you know, boy, if I knew retirement was going to be this much fun, I would have done it earlier. But <laughs> As you know, I am a self-proclaimed. Happy and proud, sassy 60s, milestone diva. No matter who we are or what we've endured, we each have our own birthday. Sadly, we also have that one day somewhere in the far, far away future when we may leave this earth. Oh my goodness. But we might as well celebrate the one we can, our birthday which is a milestone of celebration during our lives. Therefore, on this podcast, we always provide opportunities to recognize and celebrate birthdays with our listeners. Star, tell us about your most fun or interesting birthday after 50. 
I think it was the first cruise I took, which happened over my birthday, and I had signed us. I had signed up, and my husband dragged him along for a belly dance cruise out of Tampa. It was a group out there, and they had offered belly dance classes on the ship while we tr- we cruised to Grand Cayman and Cozumel and came back. And I'm like, ooh, I like this. <laughs> so I did it the next year again too, and this was all started. Probably 2010, because my passport just expired and I need to renew it again. (laughs) But we did that for several years, and I think those were the most fun birthdays I ever remember having. Of which, tomorrow is my 65th birthday. Happy birthday, star! (laughs) 65! I know. Yeah! Not only a new year, a new day, star's birthday, but it's one of those special milestone birthdays when a lot of things change in our life at age 65. Yes, that's what I hear. But, you know, it's like, I'm not letting that get me down. Birthdays, you know, they're they're birthdays. But I don't feel 65. I don't try not to act 65. I have trouble with the knees. But beyond that, you know, I keep wanting to do more things. And that's why, you know, when when I retired, I went to... I was taking a class at Lafayette Park Arts and Crafts Center, and I asked the director, I said, hey, how would you like a metal clay class? And she goes, yeah, let's do it. So for now, I've been teaching there for over a year and a half, and I said, as long as people sign up for the class, I'll keep teaching it. (laughs) There you go. 65 is but a number, but it's a special number for you this year. (laughs) Yeah. Star, (laughs) the Navy veteran, retiree. Jewelry maker, goldsmith, yep. teacher, student, and milestone diva. Thanks so much for sharing your story with us. Please tell our listeners where they can find your jewelry and or take classes with you. Well, I te- teach at Lafayette Park Arts and Crafts Center in the city of Tallahassee, and they have a website. I also teach for the Florida Society of Goldsmiths Northwest chapter. We don't have any classes scheduled now, but we're working on that. I just was reelected their president, for, so I'm going to be working on that again. Another congratulations. And they have a website, too. It's called fsgnw.com, and we'll be putting more information out there. Uh, you can reach me through either one of those places, and I don't have a website or anything like that. I do have an Instagram account if you want to look me up through there. Not very active, but I need to get more so. My son keeps bugging me about that. <laughs> is Instagram the one with the hashtag? Yeah. Okay, so what is your hashtag? I have no idea right now. Oh, my it's probably, goodness. It's under my name, I'm sure. Star. <laughs> Star with two R's. Pain. S-T-A-R-R. <laughs> Pain, P-A-Y-N-E, Instagram, okay. Which is the other thing I need to be working on more, too, is the more the social media, getting myself out there more. (laughs) Milestone Diva. Yep, time to do it. Hit that edge. It's time to concentrate on that. (laughs) At the Cup of Glow podcast, we advocate for embracing every day as a new day, birthdays included. It's all about you and your powerful self. Enjoying your life as boldly and as lively as only you can. I am in my sassy 60s and I love it. 
Today's program was brought to you by Replay Fitness, helping women age 50 and older to find their power. Thank you so much for joining us today. We believe that everyone has an opinion and we want to hear from you. What was a childhood ambition that you've accomplished in adulthood? What are your artistic talents? Please email your comments to us at info at replayfitnessinc.com. Until next time, this has been the Cup of Glow podcast with Gloria Darling, your sassy 60s milestone diva. It's about a decade and not a day.